Okay, everyone. Hello and welcome along to another episode of Championship Drill. Myself, Steve, joined as always by Phil. Uh, missed last week as myself and Phil were both away filming for a few days long. 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 hour days, whatever they were. In uh, total, very long total it was like 60 something hours. Uh, it um, felt like it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it sure did, but um, a good film hopefully coming out at the end of that. Yeah. But that aside, we uh, we got to get back to normal this weekend and watch some championship football. Uh, as we're recording this, the game between uh, Blackburn and Watford has just finished. So in terms of news and everything like that, that's kind of where we're at. So mm. uh, we might as well, I suppose, start with some of the transfers. Yeah. Um, quite a few since we were last here. We're not going to go through them all because it's... No, we'll go through the high-profile ones. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be absolutely pointless to go through them all. Yeah. Um, that's uh, there's, there's quite a few of them that have been done. I suppose I go on Nate, Luke chiming in. Hmm. Um, I suppose one of the big ones out was Pella leaving Southampton, going to Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah. Um. And I suppose what, what's, what's great about that is, as, as a young kid, Teller was released by Arsenal. He's one of these stories of, you know, being told at a young age, you're not going to be good enough and you're not going to make it. But, you know, to turn around and eventually get to Southampton and now moving over to the Bundesliga. Um, a great story for any young kid out there who's, you know, ever ever thought about giving up because somebody told them they weren't good enough to just keep at it and you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. huge move for him. Uh, bit of a loss for Southampton, but as we go through the transfers, they brought in a couple of interesting players. Yeah, uh, yeah they have. Um, they're also Mason Holgate has gone to Southampton. Um, yeah, I mean, Holgate's gone. Um, 26 now, good age for centre-back. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he, he's decent, it's just he's not at Premier League level. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think he could do well for them in the Championship. Ryan Fraser as well, only 29, Scottish international. Yeah. Um, very, very talented, has joined them as well from Newcastle. So yeah. I, I, I think, I assume Fraser is going to be the kind of the player they're bringing in to replace Teller. Um, good signing, I think. Good I think they've done well yeah. there. Yeah. How much did they get for Teller? Teller? Um, I'm not sure. It's undisclosed at the minute, but it's, um, I suppose, a bit of research. We'd be able to find out roughly what oh, it no, is. Oh, no, I'm only asking because I'm assuming Ryan Fraser wouldn't be, wouldn't cost a lot either. No, no. Um, it's it's supposed to be around. Um, I've got to do some conversion here because it was reported in dollars about twenty five million dollars. So, um, around twenty three million euros and whatever that okay. would be in pounds, okay. eighteen million maybe something like that. Yeah, very good. Deal. Great deal from. Um, somewhere along there, other players that have kind of come into the championship: Uderberger. Uh, the the Dutch player joined Stoke from FC Basel. Yeah. And um, like you were saying, Piore has gone from Swansea. He's joining Leeds. Yeah. Uh, fourteen million. Leeds started to spend some money finally. Yeah, and he he's he he proved he was very good last season. He stood stood out. Um, Absolutely. And um, Blake Norton Cruffy uh, or Cuffy rather, interesting one going on loan to Millwall. He had a great season with Coventry last year in their push. Yeah. Yeah, into the playoffs. Um, really, really good attacking right back. Um, yeah. only nineteen. Um, don't know if he's going to have much of a future at Arsenal. Um, but you never know. You never know. They think very, very highly of him. But yeah. uh, a chance for him here to do well with Millwall, and you know, 
who knows? Who knows what can happen to him because he, he had a good season last year. Yeah. Any other ones there that stand out um, to you? Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams. Yeah. I, I think Ipswich because of the United connection. Um, but it's a permanent move. It's not a loan. I don't. I think it's a loan and then obligate obligation to buy. So, yeah. So. Still twenty two, but I think he he he's his own worst enemy. He's he's talented, but he's. Posting some stupid stuff online, he'd be posting himself with like oxygen. Was it? Yeah. And uh, nitro stuff that you, uh, gas, laughing gas. No, oh, right. Does all that kind yeah. of immature stuff. So it's. Yeah. He's talented, but he's a liability as well. Yeah. And um, Jay Stansfield, when we have to talk about, just because we'll be talking about the game in a minute, um, joined Birmingham from Fulham on Friday night and yeah. had a bit of an impact in the game yesterday yeah. already. It's a good off side. the bench, so we we'll talk about that when we come to that game. Um, with, with Stansfield, I suppose Tyler uh, Ad- Tyler Adams left Leeds. Yeah, uh, finally. Yeah. Uh, everybody kind of knew at that stage what his uh, his contract, uh, you know, bio clause was, so it wasn't surprising that he was going to leave. Yeah. And um, for Shaw moving from Leeds to Norwich yeah. on a free transfer. It's good. Uh, I suppose not, not that. Um, uh, Scott, since the last time, because we missed the show last week, Scott left. Yeah. Um, Bristol City. Mm. Um, to go to Bournemouth. Uh, we were on. We were saying that it was going to happen. It was just. Yeah, a matter of time. Yeah. Um. What? From the the Turkish player has joined Leicester from Galatasaray. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Andy Moran, who we know, uh, Andy Moran, great player came from Grey Wanderers in, in Ireland before he went over to Brighton. Only 19. Yeah. And uh, moves to Blackburn Rovers. He came on today. His first touch of the ball he should have probably scored with. Um he didn't. Yeah. Uh, but but a very exciting young talent who played, you know, for Grey Wanderers, their senior team when he was only 15. So uh, one, a wonderful, wonderful talent. There's one there that stands out to me, Jordan Rhodes to Blackpool. Um, yeah, Jordan Rhodes dropping down to League One is kind of a uh, or not League One dropping down. Yeah, to League yeah, One. League one yeah. He's thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, um, a lot of goals in his career. Yeah, He's I got... remember he was tipped to be the next Alan Shearer at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really. Uh, He's been with too many clubs. Yeah, I suppose more Irish interest. You talk about Gardner Hickman, right back who's gone from West Brom. Um, to join Bristol City, obviously he's Irish eligible. He can also play for England, of course. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Irish interest, that's it. Um, not not a lot else no. that stand out to me. Uh, I suppose an interesting one is Tim Crow leaving Norwich to join Luton. Yeah. Uh, Thirty five now. Uh, Troy uh, Deeney, I suppose, leaving Birmingham to go to Forest Green as a player coach. I believe he's gone. Forest yeah. Green to start yeah. his coaching career. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, strange. Not not a whole lot else really happening. You'd have to say. Um, since we were last talking to people, um, obviously, uh, you know, Jack Harrison, James Orprouse, all those happened before our last show. Uh, Theo Walcott retiring. That's something as well that happened. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, obviously, he's had such a. An amazing career. It's the injuries mm-hmm. are injuries are hard on him because he is only thirty four. He still he's he still can do at this level. He still has a job. Exactly, exactly. But his money's made. I mean, he you know literally broke on the scene as like a 15, 16 year old. Yeah, uh, going to going to the World Cup. 
at 17 when he hadn't even kicked the football for Arsenal at that stage. Yeah. Was was kind of a bit mad and immediately his uh his stock was up. But that was uh, an interesting one. Um another Arsenal player, Alex Runnerson, has gone to Cardiff, the, the Icelandic goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, never really did it at Arsenal. They're absolutely terrible at playing out with his feet, but a decent shop stopper nonetheless. Like you said, Tyler Adams is gone. I yeah. suppose the other one we knew was happening that happened was uh, Romeo Lavia, because we knew he was going to leave Southampton, but at the time I think we it seemed like he was going to Liverpool, but he ultimately obviously ended up going to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, handy amount of cash in the back pocket now for Southampton. So can you see the likes of Southampton, the likes of Leeds, the likes of those teams that have a bit of money now investing it in the last week think, in the window? I think Southampton will uh, are waiting to see. Um, they definitely are going to sign some more players. Um, without a doubt, just going on to Middlesbrough. Chuck yeah. back, Chuck is gone. Finally, he, he is gone. We were talking about that the last day that there was a deal in place for Ajax, even though nobody else was really talking about it much at the time. But he did leave again. A guy that's been around so many clubs. I mean, I I wouldn't even count him, but I I guess he must be close to a dozen different clubs at this stage when you include loan moves. Yeah, yeah. They have a uh, they bought a replacement for. Uh, yeah. Emmanuel Latte Lat. Um, I don't know much about him. Can't, can't say no much about the guy, so we'll have to... Five, we'll have million, to euros. Five million euros. Oh, I'm going to say he's, you know, 40 goal a season, man, so... <laughs> he's 24. <laughs> not, he's a good age. Yeah. Good age, yeah. Um, Hard to know. Like, you don't know what the championship, like, you don't know. You you, you really don't know what's going to happen, no. Yeah. Um, Southampton obviously got Flynn Downs as well from West Ham, a player that's really never cut the mustard at West Ham. So, um, 24, it's time for him to step up as well. So I think He's going to come into that age. Um, but going back to Akbom, because we talked about him a little bit last time. Yeah. It, it, it's great to see a player like that who kind of, he was at Arsenal in his youth career and was highly touted, went on a number of loan moves, some better than others, yeah. never really broke into the Arsenal team, ended up travelling club to club to club to club, kind of all over Europe in some ways. Yeah. Um, comes to Middlesbrough, has a great season. And now finds himself one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's another great story. Oh. Um, and it, it just goes to show that um, how big a league as well the championship is, that the likes of Ajax are willing to spend money to bring him in to replace Tadic, essentially, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. He's been, uh, with, he's been with 10 clubs. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say I, I wouldn't be surprised if it had been close to the 12, all right? But he's... But it shows that even the likes of Ajax, you know, you know, Champions League, you know, most seasons, they're not this year. But um, that a club like that, one of the big European clubs, are willing to take players from the Championship. Yeah. And we saw it, obviously, with Tele going to Leverkusen as well. So it's, it is it is a big league for some of these players, especially some of these guys, like we said, who were 24, 25, that have never really made it at the Premier League clubs, that have now dropped down a division. It yeah. really is a chance for them to show what they can do. Yeah. Without a doubt, uh, it's good. Big, big seasons ahead for them. Any more on the old transfers? Any uh, Jack, Jack Harrison went to Everton. Um, yeah, nothing else really stands out. Uh, because we've we've talked about it all before with like Charlie Patino moved. Um, yeah, and I think that's where we're where we're at now. So again, yeah, we. It's a good. Uh, yeah. Patino was a good signing for Swansea because, as you know, our Arsenal. Um. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him when he went to Blackpool last season. He's, it seemed, it was, it's a strange one. Um, 
because what I hear from Arsenal, obviously people will know I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, he had a full season essentially at Blackpool last year, came back to Arsenal, and the talk from him was he wants to play every week. Yeah. And he wanted to leave Arsenal. Um, to play every week. Now, Mikel Arteta sat him down, had words with him. He's actually signed a new contract with Arsenal, apparently, or is, is, is has one agreed upon. Um, and the talk is he's going to go out and loan this season, and next season he's going to have a chance to to win a place in that Arsenal midfield. Yeah. Um, possibly. He's talented. He's yeah. yeah. He's talented. Oh, he is talented. Absolutely. I mean, the, the people who look at the youth system, you think of the players that have come through the Arsenal youth system in the last number of years, I suppose, Saka being the prime example of of top talent. You know, you think of, you know, Jack Wilshere, you think of all those kind of players that came through. You know, Paul Merson, Tony Adams, if you're going back a bit, David Rowcastle. Uh, to a lot of people who've worked in the Arsenal Academy, Charlie Patino, a lot of them have said is the greatest talent they've ever produced. Uh, he needs to bulk up a little. He's still kind of small, but um, as we talk about Swansea game in a minute, he got an assist yesterday. Uh, so a decent start for him. And I think Swansea's not a bad club for him to go to because they're another club like Blackpool that are not going to really be challenging to win the league or anything like that. Not that they couldn't push for the playoffs, but it's going to be hard games that he's in every week, which is kind of what you need as a youngster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, It'll it'll build him up a little bit. We saw what happened with Smith Rowe, another one who, when he was at Huddersfield, battling relegation, it really served him really, really well. So um, that would be the hope. Will we move along to some of the games and start, yeah. I suppose, a Friday night? Yeah. Um, one of the teams, I suppose, we figured would do pretty well this season were Hull City. Yeah. Um, which I suppose may have surprised a lot of people when we said Hull would do well, but Hull have, you know, I think Hull have signed well. Yeah, um, yeah. A team I, I didn't expect to get off to such a decent start, and it's you know it's an okay start. Five points from four games was Bristol City, but they were one of those teams we weren't really sure what was going to happen with. Yeah, yeah. I, I we were saying like that they're just so unpredictable. Um, yeah. In every game, like they could they could draw in it all one week and lose six nil the next week. Uh, Absolutely. It's just there. That's uh, it. And we were talking one of the players that we thought two of the players I suppose that we thought could do well for Hull this season was Tufan and uh, and young Liam Delap as well. Yeah. Uh, Irish interest, obviously, in Liam Delap, another player who could play for both Ireland and England as well. Obviously, his dad Rory played for Ireland. Yeah. Um, and Stoke. But Tufan, four goals in his first five games and Delap with another assist. Yeah. And that, that's got to be three or four goal involvements for him as well. Yeah. Um, I'm delighted. I, I think we need we need somebody like the, the creator in the Irish side. Yeah. Um hopefully now it'll progress because we've always said he had the quality. He was always Yeah. Like he's he's he is I'd say given a year or two he'd be in the Manchester City side. Yeah, I mean he's you know he is good. Obviously he's unknown from Man City, like you say. And yeah. um, they think very highly of him. Yeah. Um Aaron Connolly had a great chance in this one to get another goal. He's also off to a very good start this season. Yeah. And despite the iffy haircut. No, 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 no. Um, Bristol City, though, snatch, snatch a point. Wells, uh, with the, with the equaliser, probably I'd say Hull probably shaded it from what I saw of it. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I can't say a draw was you know a horrific injustice either. You know, Bristol City also had their, their chances. I think either side could have won it, but a draw is probably, I don't know, it's Hull City might be just, yeah, as you said, they probably... I think Hull, 
I think I, I think Bristol City had a period where they should have scored more goals and didn't. But I think Hull probably had the better of the chances. Yeah. Uh, thinking of the Connolly one that was missed. But point each, both teams, you know, relatively good start season. Hull on seven points after four games and Bristol City on five after four games. Yeah. Uh, solid starts for both teams. Yeah. And, you know, I think both teams should be fine if they if they keep this up this season. Yeah, I, I can't see both. Like, they won't, I don't think both will chance for anything. They won't go down either. And I, I think that's where Hull are. They're, they're kind of, if Hull could finish in the top, you'd say 12. Yeah. If they could finish around there, I think that'd be a decent season for them. Yeah. Um, and look to push on again next season. But you never know. There's always a team that surprises them. Um, obviously, Luton, before they went up, uh, were probably touted for relegation. Um, but they had a couple of seasons there where they just steadied themselves and then had a, had a real push for the uh, for promotion and managed to get it, obviously, last season. So that kicked us off Friday night. Um, it's great when there's Friday night games going on. And then we came to uh, the Saturday game. And the last time we were on, there wasn't a lot of goals around. But one game where there was a ferocious number of goals around was um, the runaway leader, Zipswich, finally losing a game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, to uh to Leeds United and Leeds suddenly starting to look very, very good. Yeah. And I have to say Sinistera was I, I'd say near near unplayable yesterday at times. Yeah. He got their fourth goal, but he was involved in so much they they they, they just it didn't look like they could handle him. Yeah, like, yeah, he he really was quality. Uh, my t- my thing about this game yesterday was some of the defending was comical. Um, it was awful. Was it Leeds' third goal where the goalkeeper essentially just threw the ball at the Leeds player? Yeah, exactly. I think it was a pure, pure I mean, it was a save, but it looked like he got both hands on it, tried to catch it, and it just rolled out to the. And it was, there wasn't a lot of pace on it. To be fair, there wasn't. No, there really wasn't. And I mean, there was. I mean, we could have had a lot more goals in this. The way the defending was yeah. awful. I think yeah. Leeds. Obviously, going to be happy with the win because you know they haven't had a great start to the season. No, they, um, yeah, they just need their, to... first, their, their first win of the season, isn't it? Two draws, yeah. They just need to get things rolling now at the moment. That's all, yeah. yeah. So, they, they really needed that. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, four three, obviously, two late stoppage time goals. Well, one late in the first half, one late in the second half, yeah, yeah. Ripswich Town. Um, who got off to a great start. I mean, they won nil up after seven minutes, yeah. thanks to an own goal. And, you know, seven minutes later, they're 2-1 down. Five minutes after that, they're 3-1 down. So, yeah. crazy opening 20 minutes of this game. And the own goal was quite funny. Um, again, yeah. the cross into the ball. You, you really, really have to, like, be well aware. You can't just stick your leg out like the way he stuck his leg out. No. You really can't. What about a uh, player on about Because we see Leeds play this season, and the guy that's been there quite a while, and another former Arsenal man, long, long time ago when he was the youth at Arsenal, is their their captain Lou Gaelic. He see he got an assist for the first goal yesterday. He scored the other week, yeah, and um, with a great header back post under under Farke, he seems to be playing a lot higher up the pitch. He seems yeah. to be given license to get forward more, yeah. Um, that that's been interesting to see. Yeah, um, I've always saw him as a sort of a boxed. Boxy player, kind of holding. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting f- formation to try out because we, because he he does have goals in him. He is good. 
because we've seen it, we've seen patches in the Premier League where he's done it. Yeah, and I mean, coming from right back, you don't always expect it. But again, if we go back to Norton Cruffy for Coventry last season, yeah. he was one of their real attacking weapons coming from right back. Yeah. And if you go back to even when Brentford were in the championship and looking to go up, um, you had Henry who used to come charge forward from left back. Yeah. Uh, back's very important in the championship in terms of an attacking threat. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been interesting to see that he's allowed Ailing to push further up the pitch. Now, maybe a lot yeah. of that too is to do that the last couple of seasons in the Premier League, they've been struggling a bit. And he's probably had to defend more than attack, not so much by choice. But I, I think it's been an interesting one to see. Yeah. Um, like I said, nobody's going to be happy with um Someone with defending, was, defending yeah. for the goals. But uh, the other thing as well, Nanto's there. Nanto was playing. Yeah. Um, I thought he would have left by now. Yeah. Um, um, and want him. What about Ganolo, who, who's ba- who was back in the side? Got the goal that put them ahead, the second goal. Came back, apologised for refusing to play. Yeah. Uh, I suppose, you know, is all forgiven. I mean, he uh, refuses to play, he comes back inside. Obviously, the manager isn't going to play him if he hasn't. The problem know, is he's a, such a talented young player. Yeah. It's hard to leave him out. Yeah. Um, a guy with maybe bad advisors around him or something like that, I mean. You're at Leeds United. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're young. Just just get on with your football and, you know, eventually... I, 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 think, I think in his own head, once Leeds got relegated, I think he was like, okay, I'm gone. Like, he actually made that decision that when they got relegated, yeah. leaving. Absolutely. And now and it's, it's what, four days out and he's still at Leeds? Yeah, and I mean, he has to apologise. And maybe part of that apology as well comes from the fact that maybe his agent or whoever... Um, is is his agent has gone on to him and said, "Look, there's nobody coming in for you." Well, the thing is, like, if I was him, I wouldn't be going to Everton at the moment. There's a no, great, I mean, there's a know, greater chance to come back up with Leeds. Absolutely, you're much better playing Premier League football next season with Leeds than you're Everton. At the yeah, moment. exactly. Um, yeah, Everton just you know they just look a shambles of the club altogether. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Leeds this season because obviously. Um, outside of Southampton, they're probably the favourites to come back up. Yeah, less so you would have thought anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's wait and see, but a, a great game, lots of goals, horrible defending, I suppose, and a and a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, we move on, maybe just start and go the others in order a little bit. Stansfield, we talked about joined from Fulham, Birmingham. That is, he joined from Fulham on Friday night. Comes off the bench, gets a winner five minutes into stoppage time. Good to see Hogan scoring a goal again. Yeah, it's really good. Birmingham are on such a high, high. Uh, after their first game, they threw the first game. They won every other game. Yeah, I mean, and when you think about surprise packages, they've been very poor the last couple of seasons. Yeah, <laughs> they really have. But I was just going to say, their thing. What's going to happen now is the international breaks coming. Um, this is where but the. That's it. Off. Is it? Is it one or two more games? Something like that before one, the one game left. One more game. Yeah, and it is it is it is one of those, all right, where it's you know, that's where teams have fallen down before. Yeah, and none it, more so than what happened to QPR after the World Cup last season, where I don't think they won another game for about three and a half months. Yeah. They're lucky uh, they had those such a good start, otherwise they would have been absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. yeah. I I always think the international break just kills the momentum. Yeah. Um and like you said, they're unbeaten. One draw, three, three. There's only five teams in the league that are unbeaten at the minute. Yeah. 
So it's it's been a really, really good start. Um, John Eustace has done a decent job with them at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good to see. Like I, I really like Birmingham and they've they've had this yeah such a bad few years. Um yeah. with Lee Boyer and all, all that kind of stuff. They were always down the bottom and a half. But this season there's an optimism be and especially with the Brady stuff, there's even more yeah. optimism. I think so. And I think it's a good sign too. The manager talked about it afterwards, about Stansfield joining them from Fulham, where there was the, apparently like half the championship were after him. Yeah. But he decided to go to Birmingham City. And, yeah. and obviously, you couldn't ask for more of a dream start, really, could you? No. Brilliant. Um, and whenever Birmingham has done well as well, like you said, Hogan scores. Um, I was surprised to, to read he hasn't scored since February. Yeah, but he did have a few injuries. But I know, I know what you mean. He's it's he does like whatever. Did, yeah, I mean, for them to have a very good season, Hogan's got to be getting 10 12 goals at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so we'll, we'll just going on as well. Like, Plymouth had chances, this wasn't a one way street. No, absolutely not. I mean, Plymouth absolutely could have come into it. And obviously, you're talking about a game that was decided five minutes into stoppage time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it, it shows what can happen if you have a player of the quality Stansfield. And Stansfield is a real quality player. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have those in your side, they can make a difference. But Plymouth, you know, more the possession, more the shots, more the shots on target. Um, they've got to be really happy with how they've started they the did. season as well. well. Especially who they've I mean, four, four points from... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they were the same last weekend. So I mean, they, they really gave it a go. Um, yeah, I mean, four points from four games. It's good to see they're kind of trying to play the same football that they had done. Yeah. Um, Ryan Hardy, who again hadn't scored since February himself, yeah. gets their goal. Uh, yeah, it's a hard one to know if Plymouth will be okay because this often happens to teams. We see it a lot when they yeah. come up and they get off with a decent start. Um, and you think, oh, they're going to be fine. But then it's when they hit that bad run of form, it's what can they do? And I suppose you had it a bit with Hull last year where, you know, Hull found form at just the right time every now and then to just keep them away from that away from that trouble um, so it'll be interesting to see Plymouth do you think Plymouth will stay up this season? Um, they have enough I think I think it depends I really want them to stay up yeah. but as you said it just takes losing 10 games in a row around Christmas time yeah. and they're in real trouble uh, and that, that's it too isn't it with the championship the mm. likes of, you know, the likes of Norwich, your likes of, you know, uh, to some extent Watford, but also the teams that came down, you know, the the Leeds, Southampton, those kind of teams who have got the bigger squads. When yeah. the championship really starts kicking off and you're playing three games in a week, yeah, exactly. that's when those teams with the bigger squads really start to push on. And it's yeah. when the likes of the teams that just came up or the likes of like Rotherham and teams like that that don't have very big squads, that's when they really start to suffer. Yeah. Sure, well, hopefully we won't get any more rather than four games in hand. No, um, we don't want any more of that. <sighs> no more than that, please. Um, moving on to Cardiff, uh, playing against a team that, that you feared for at the start of the season, Sheffield Wednesday, and they are in real trouble already, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. They, to be fair to them now, yesterday they were actually weren't that bad. Um, they weren't bad. I mean, they, they haven't really been bad in any of the games as such. Yeah. Um, you know, they've had spells in all the games where they've done well. Opening game against Southampton, all right, they should have lost that about twenty-seven nil. Yeah. But um, once once they got back on level terms in that game, they you know they gave it more of a go. 
Yeah. Um, another very, 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 very late goal. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was a penalty. Absolutely, it was a penalty. But eight minutes into stoppage time again, we got a winner. There's been so much of that. We're used to it kind of in the championship, but this season with the added time, it's getting it's getting really, really bad. Ododa, who we said needs to be a big season from with the assist for the first goal, but yeah. he missed a great chance to make it 2-0. Yeah, he really did. He should have, he should have bodied that. Um, he really on, should have. on another day, he is scoring, and it's, it's just one of those things, I suppose. Yeah, and, and like we said, for those players, it's it's a big season for someone like him because we all remember him playing down Turner's Cross, which is the local football stadium here in Cork, when he was playing for, for the Irish team, I think, in a, it was like a friendly match, a warm-up to one of the championships. And um, Ododa was playing that night. And he, he was like 17 or whatever he was. And it was just looked like he had such a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, and he's... You know, he's kind of shown it in patches. I know he's had a lot of injuries to deal with. Yeah. But he really needs to start showing some consistency now. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, oh, so as well, Ugbo. Ugbo. Yeah. Nice to see him score again. Absolutely. Uh, he's uh, gigantic. We were saying to last time, he's just such a big man. Yeah, huge. I mean, giant of a man. Yeah. Um, I know another... I know I know it's a heat should have scored if he didn't score that he'd be kicking himself but like yeah you, these kind of things lead to confidence and confidence leads to more goals so yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens with him but he's we were saying last time it's, it's nice to have an Irish fella absolutely and there'll be a lot of Irish strikers doing well in the in the championship to start off the season yeah uh, yeah I mean a good win for Cardiff because I mean Cardiff are one of those teams that you fear for at the start of the season in some ways because um, they have a better squad than their performances showed last season. So, yeah, um, lucky to stay up, I think, last season, really. They were so bad at times. Yeah, yeah. I think the manager coming in helped the new manager coming in. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, kind of, kind of will stay in the division this season because it's, it's, it's going to be. Tough for a lot of teams. Oh, there. looking at look, we'll we'll talk about later about some of the teams down there with Sheffield Wednesday are so poor. Some um, are awful. I suppose we went to the most boring game of the weekend, Coventry and Sunderland. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it all. really wasn't great. I mean, both teams had chances to win it. Both teams. It's one of those where both teams will think we could have won that game. Both teams will think we could have lost that game. Yeah. So they've probably taken it all at the end of it. Yeah, it wasn't um, good at all. I did. I I didn't think there was much. Not all yeah. there. Uh, you worry a little bit about Coventry, and by that I mean I don't think they're going to go down. Well, Gukarez, Gukarez is an awful loss. Like Massive. Yeah. They, they just don't look like scoring a goal. I mean, Godwin scored three to start this season. Obviously, he didn't score yesterday. Yeah. So uh, he got off to a good goal-scoring start for them, and maybe he's going to be one to take up the mantle. But they, they don't look like they have a striker like Gukarez who's going to score goals for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've lost Hamer as well. So they've yeah. lost. They've lost two of their big focal points of the team. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I worry that they won't. I don't. I don't think they're going to get relegated, but I do worry that they won't live up to what they did last season. Yeah, I mean they've had a couple of good seasons now, back to back. So you know they they they'll be disappointed. I think if they don't make at least the playoffs this season, or at least give it a right go. Uh, yeah. Five points from four games isn't a disastrous start by any means. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it's 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 one of those where seven points would have been a better start. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll wait and see because you can 
you can fall behind, um, you know, very early on in this. And even though there's plenty of time to catch up, you know, there's all there's already gaps start to develop. I mean, you think of West Brom and seven are already five points behind the leaders. Yeah, um, exactly. So gaps open up quickly, especially from the leaders to the the chasing pack in this division. Um, so it, it's 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 a big one, but uh, not too much to say about the game really because there wasn't a whole lot. I wasn't brilliant. Yeah. The next uh, one. The next game. Yeah, this, this this is one of the teams I assume you're talking about in terms of who look absolutely awful. Yeah, Huddersfield Norwich. Um, the honeymoon period is over, uh, without a doubt. It, it absolutely is. You look at the stats of the game and you think Huddersfield should have won that. Uh, but the goals they let in were just... <laughs> Especially... The, the Norwich had five shots on target Norwich had and four <laughs> goals. Well, it's just the first one was abysmal. Absolutely terrible. I think Sergeant, um, the first one where yeah, I watched the first one, it was where he keeper hit it off yeah. when he was trying to clear it out. Yeah. Um Rowe scored again. That's yeah. five, five and five. Five and five for a guy that has hadn't scored for Norwich before the start of the season. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird um, how that happens. Very weird because he and I mean it's not like he hadn't played in the championship before. It's not like you know, he had four substitute appearances when they were in the Premier League or something like that and didn't score is fair enough. But he played like 12 or 13 games last year for Norwich and didn't score. Yeah. He's four. He's actually four goals in total for Norwich yeah. before yeah. that. Before it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's mad. crazy. Mad. And he is only but 20 as well. Only 20 years old. Starting to score the goals. Um, Norwich starting to look like the Norwich we know. Yeah. In terms of the seasons they go up. Where they just win games. Yeah. But to be fair, they were helped yesterday. Yeah. Huh? They were helped yesterday. Like that shouldn't have been that wasn't the four nil game. Like you like you said, Sergeant's goal where he just charged down the goalkeeper. But then not a goal counts for the Sergeant's goal, I suppose. He right scored now. a few goals. Actually, yeah. Barnes has got a couple of goals to get the season. That goal. was a great signing, yeah. that one. That really was. Yeah, Norwich are just scoring goals. Yeah. Um Adamida. Uh, getting a goal for them an assist and a goal yesterday, yeah, and an assist as well. Yeah, um, four league games in Norwich have scored 13 goals. Yeah, they've always been like that in a championship, they just all the scores. Yeah, and um, usually it was Cookie scoring all the goals, but it's they're spreading them around a bit, which is good to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I like their manager too, I like David Wagner, he's he is a good manager. Yeah, and I think he could. I think he could do good things with Norwich. I think he was a sensible appointment. See, the thing is, right now, well, right now, do you get rid of Neil Warnock before the international break? Because this, this isn't going to get better. Yeah, the, the thing and, is, and, and you know what? He should have just walked away when he had the chance after keeping them up. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Neil Warnock as a guy who was in retirement. Yeah, when 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 he was approached to take over. Yeah, and we all love Neil Warnock, and he is great entertainment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the job he has ahead of him at Huddersfield is is. And the is, thing is, they they don't even have money to bring in few any players. Um, yeah, and they don't know, and it's like you think about, like I said, the the goals they gave away were just uh, it's got a really annoying manager. Oh yeah, like for someone like himself, oh, he'd, I'd say he was raging afterwards. Yeah, and it's it's like what can you do? Because you can prepare a team all week and you can set them out to do whatever. 
But if they're going to make individual errors, which yeah. happen in a game, fair enough. But it's like they're making two or three every match. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And that that that's a bit of a disaster. But look, it is what it is, I suppose. And uh, good win for Norwich. Um, they end the weekend in second place. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield end the place what, second from bottom. Yeah. Um, other than Sheffield Wednesday, who Sheffield Wednesday is still better off than they were this time, the last time they were in the, <laughs> the championship when they had that like seventy three point deduction or whatever it was. Um, so you know they're they're not you know it's not doom and gloom yet for the teams who are in relegation because it is pretty tight. Like one win and you could end up being like fourteenth in the table next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know it's it's not that bad. Um, two teams who are very hard to figure out early on are Millwall and Stoke City. Yeah. Stoke City seem to be doing what we know they're capable of. They can go out and beat somebody 4-0 and then they lose the game. Yeah. And that's two, it. Two, four games in, two wins, two defeats. Yeah. Uh, Norwich scraping uh, victory here. Stoke had all the possession. Um, Stoke should Millwall have... Millwall probably had a better chance. Stoke should have equalised. There should have been a draw. Um, yeah. They had one uh, one chance where your man was clear through and he hit it over the bar that I probably would have yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. But Millwall and, and Stoke, four games in, both of six points. Yeah. You know, not badly placed in terms of pushing for the playoffs. Yeah. But they'll be disappointed enough, I think, with their starts. They probably feel that they could have had another couple of points maybe here and there. Um, but in terms of Rowett, um, Gary Rowett, uh, great, great stat there in terms of obviously he used to manage Stoke. He's managed a few different teams. He's only lost three of the twelve home league games with Millwall against teams he's previously managed. So he has a pretty decent record against his old clubs. Mm. Good win, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, a good win, and it, it's a very Millwall win, isn't it? It's very much a, a one nil at home for Millwall. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I think Norton Crawford is going to be a good signing for them. Um, I I think he's 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 someone who can do well in that uh because they do like to play with wing backs. Road does like to play with with wing backs. Yeah. So I I think it's it's Cruffy there. Um, Stoke. I mean, you know, it is what it is for them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, they they've got to improve a little bit more consistency if they want to push for the playoffs. Yeah. Because they're 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 starting to look a bit like Preston. And if we move on to Preston. Um, they're suddenly not looking like Preston at all this season. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, mad. I you, mean, this, 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 this would have been at all this time last season. Absolutely. Um, it's it's one of those games where either Preston lose or draw last season okay. when they go one 0 down. Yeah. Um, Stoke very good in the first half, or not Stoke? Sorry, Swansea very good in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Probably deserve to be in front at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I do like Harrison Ashby. He, he is not bad. No, his first his first career goal, his first yeah. senior goal. Yeah. Um, who knows? He could go on a massive run now because the first one's out of the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hughes and Holmes then responding for Preston. Who I thought they changed their shape at halftime. Um, going to a formation that's rarely used ever anymore, which is the four four two. And they uh, playing the two up front seemed to really cause problems for Swansea at times. Yeah, they just couldn't adapt to it. Um, but the thing is, like again, I said, Nilo last season they would never ever come back last season. 
No, I mean, this is a game they lose one nil or might fluke a one-all draw with last-minute penalty or something. Exactly. Yeah. But to win but, the game, it's a big up. Yeah, I mean, three wins and a draw to start the season for Preston. And it, yeah. it's not looking like a Preston team we're used to seeing because usually they'd be doing what Stoke do. They'd have won two and lost two. Yeah, exactly. It, it's very much how Preston season goes. It's, yeah. it's They're just one of these teams that, that for the last few years anyway have been that kind of a team where you know, they'll play 10 games, they'll win four of them, draw two of them, and lose four of them. <laughs> they're, they're that kind of a team, but it's it, it's refreshing to see. Yeah. Um, the team, like we talked about, set up the goal yeah. for Ashby. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see the two of them combine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take, I know, like, we won't really know where teams are until probably November. Um, yeah, it does, it does take, you know, when they talk about in the Premier League, you're taking, you know, seven, eight games before you see where teams are. It's about 12 games in the Championship, realistically, before you can see uh, you can see where the teams are. So, like you said, usually around November time is when you get a good idea of of where teams are in the Championship. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can see the likes of, of Leicester, Southampton, Norwich start to click a bit early. Yeah. Um, and the likes of Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday really struggling. But yeah. as for the other teams who are between all of them, it's it's very hard to know where they're at, yeah. At the moment, so we'll we'll wait and see, I suppose. Um, I suppose the next one is Rotherham. Um, yeah, Rotherham have only got a point from their in four games, but unluckily so, I think. Well, um, yesterday they were very unlucky. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you did Matt, um, very good player, I think. In in some respects, I know he's a player you like. Yeah. Um, they're going to rely a lot on him getting goals, I think. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, did you uh, see their first goal? Their handball. Um, yeah. I to be fair, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that did, that didn't look like a handball. But I had to rewind it and have a look. He clearly yeah. handled. He clearly handles it. Yeah. Um, they were very unlucky, actually. To be fair to them. Yeah. They gave it a proper um, the goal, goal. They were goal disallowed as well. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, hard to know. Yeah. Marginal calls. One of those. It's always one of those where it's like, was he offside? And if he wasn't offside, was it a foul on the goal? Goalkeepers get way too much protection. They really do. They really, really um, do. But it's one of those where if it looks like a foul on the goalkeeper, 99 out of 100, the ref is going to give it as a foul on the goalkeeper. It just happens that way. Leicester, though, four wins from four. The manager has to be delighted with how they're going. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and, uh, you see McIntyre looked outstanding yesterday. Yeah. Um it's it's been an interesting one for them. It really has. Uh for for Leicester City. It it can be very tough to settle into the into the championship. Yeah. Uh, but especially for a team like Leicester who haven't been there in a while. But they seem to have done it pretty well. Uh Winks as well yesterday. You know, he's gonna be a good signing for them. Like you said, McIntyre was very, very good. Yeah. Um in Nacho still there, obviously. And yeah. um, Jamie Vardy is obviously still floating about. Um hasn't really scored anything. Uh, you know, Master Chandri and them. Leicester, don't know, are they gonna sign somebody before the window shuts? I don't uh, think they need to. Yeah. I think it's more outgoings, I'd say. Yeah. I really think Dana Nacho could leave. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, 
it's, the only, it's strange uh, one. They're the only team with a perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, four or four. Four wins out of four. The first time Leicester have ever done it, you said. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. they're the only team with it. Oh, yeah. But I think it's the first time Leicester have ever done that, including oh. the year they came up with 102 points or whatever it was. Nice. Under Nigel Pearson. I think they... they yeah. One three and drew one that season. Their manager, again. their manager trained under the Pep Guardiola, so it's sort of he's coming out of Pep traits, I suppose. Yeah, and I, I think they're, I think they're going to be very, very good. Um, McIntyre, obviously, like I said, very, very good yesterday with two goals, his first two goals. Yeah. Of his, of his career, and um, he looks a talent like he, he really came does. Their academy as well, like so. Yeah. Um, it's nice um, the academy players do well. I all I think it's brilliant when academy players do well. It really is, and obviously he had a decent loan spell at Wimbledon last year as well, where he got yeah. some goals. But his first goals for Leicester City is what I mean, not his first goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Career. Um, but like I said, it's great, and the fans love an academy player coming through and getting goals, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, fans I'm sure love an academy player coming through and playing in goal or as a centre back as well. But there's nothing like an academy player who scores goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that that's one that I think they're going to be happy enough with. Southampton, who have got off to this weird start and that they're doing really well, but they're almost doing it in a, uh, a classic Norwich City promotion kind of way. Yeah, that they're yeah. just both winning games by the odd goal. Yeah. And again, QPR weren't terrible yesterday. Uh, they had chances. They really had chances. Yeah. And and they've looked better recently, but they they still have only one win from four games, yeah. And um, which you know doesn't have them at the bottom. But I mean, you know, they will be in trouble if that's all they get for the rest of the season. Yeah. Is one win every four games. Yeah. Um, but we know Adam Armstrong can score. Yeah. In He's brilliant in the championship. Yeah, He's brilliant. He really is. And and Samadouzi, his first goal for the club, as well. A lot of first goals for the clubs yesterday. Yeah. is first for the club. He's only played twenty eight games. It's not like he's you know, this you know we're not talking John Jensen one hundred and twenty whatever games uh-huh. for the score. Yeah, 28, 28 games for him to uh to get a goal. It's not too bad. And he looks good. Yeah. Um, so so we'll see. Uh, Fraser should have probably had a goal. He said he just moved from Newcastle. Yeah. Um. Right. But, so, yeah. Uh, I know, yeah. I think they are too. Well, for, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Begovic. Yeah. It's... Yeah, Begovic on goal for QPR, which is uh, still strange to say. Yeah. Um, Ainsworth, uh, Ainsworth basically saying that a fifteen million pound striker was the difference today. Talking yeah. obviously about Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, and like like we've said earlier with Stansfield having a player like that. Who has that quality? That can win a lot of games in the championship in yeah, these close matches. And if you see a lot of wasteful chances, like you said, a lot of ones where you said you put them away, and yeah. there's a lot of bad chances missed sometimes at this level as well. There's a, they, and they have two of them, which he Adams and Armstrong. So, yeah, if, if one of them doesn't do the business, another one will. As proved last week when she Adams got the two-one win. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think Southampton will um, be definitely thereabouts. Is is Adams gonna stay, you think? I know he's linked with moves away. It's very difficult because um, I can't go to Everton, but Everton are moving on to another player, so yeah, it's a strange one. Like will he still be there at the end? 
I think I don't know. I think he might. It's hard to know, isn't it? I think he will. I think this. He is, might stay there. I don't see the point of him going I, to like a Luton town. You know, you know what I mean. It would make no, no sense. No, I mean he's going to look at Southampton and think, look, good chance we're going to go up here. Yeah, exactly. This season. And if I go um, to Luton, if I'm going to go here, somewhere else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about because we weren't with the show last week, though, was the um. There was a question before the Southampton game last weekend to Russell Martin talking about, obviously, the Irish goalkeeper, Gavin Bazunu, and they were talking about him. And the question was, you know, essentially, should you drop him, that he's not being great? Mm. And um, Russell Martin, uh, shades of when, you know, Frank Lampard, or not when, um, what what's his name? Harry Redknapp was asked about Frank Lampard. Yeah. Uh, similar kind of a thing, and he spoke up about how great Frank Lampard was and how great he was going to be. Yeah, essentially the same thing from Russell Martin, yeah. really standing up for his goalkeeper yeah. and talking about you know how good he is at the age he is, yeah, and exactly. that they're lucky to have him. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Every, so, every player makes mistakes. It's not. It's keepers are always scrutinized yeah. more. They are, and he's only twenty years old. He's yeah. a full international with Ireland. Yeah. Uh, just not too many clubs have a goalkeeper that quality floating with. Yeah. Um the likes of Southampton, the likes of Leeds, the likes of Leicester City, those kind of clubs, they're gonna be pretty happy, I think, when the transfer window closes, because until then, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a danger their Someone, players are gonna be gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, like I don't know if the Saudi Arabian teams might look for championship players, I don't know. Yeah, it would depend that's, possibly on the player, but that's open. You're talking about that window being open for two more weeks after. Yeah, exactly. The Englishman shuts. Yeah, but it's 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 going to be an interesting final week to the season to see what those clubs bring in as well. Yeah, especially like the Southampton, who when you think of you know in selling Ward Prowse and selling Lavia and selling Tella, I mean they've got to have the better part of a hundred million in their back yeah, pocket. They do, yeah. I think they have more than that. I say they've got one hundred thirty. Yeah, I mean they've they've got to look to bring in one or two players. They should, but you've got to bring in the you've got to bring in the right players as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think you have to be sensible and look for people who have done it maybe in the championship before that know the division, rather than just going out and buying maybe you know a guy that's played like twenty times for Man United but isn't getting a game there, rather than spend the money on that kind of a guy. maybe look to the league itself and look to you know who's done well in this league and you know give give one of those clubs in the division some money to uh, yeah. take one of their stars right. I'm Start not sure the... who exactly they could get but... but I know what you mean it's like Leeds by Imperial like that kind of a thing um, I'm not sure if Preston would sell him but the, the likes of Alan Brown or Preston that kind of a player yeah um, who knows the division inside out yeah. Uh, might be yeah. kind of an ideal replacement for someone like James Ward Prowse if you're if you're Southampton. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry to any Preston fans there. Um, <laughs> you know that probably obviously don't want to lose their captain, but that that's the kind of player I'd be looking at rather than. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Rather than looking for the guy who's played a handful of times but a good top Premier League club. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, one last game is, and again, apologies to Middlesbrough fans, because I told them it would happen if I tipped them to do well, that they'd get relegated. <laughs> um, I don't think they're going to be relegated. 
but they've certainly not got off to a good start. Yeah, they could, use, they, could use the, they could use the international break, they need it. Absolutely. Um, some Irish interest in this game as well, obviously, with a few different players, but Malumbi obviously uh, had a good game for, for West Brom, set up one of the goals, is really, really gifted midfielder. Uh, good start. People who listen regularly will know Phil's dad, the big West Brom fan. He must be pretty happy with how they've started the season. Seven yeah. points from four games. Yeah, um, like they, they, you know, they usually start poorly anyway. They don't usually get off to They do, and they tend to go on a good run then, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, they, it's, they scored four. Yeah. Um, Corbran as well is a good manager, and I'm glad that they stuck with him. Because uh, they didn't have the best of seasons last year. No. But I think they appreciate how good a manager this guy is, especially in the championship. Yeah. And it's they've won 12 of their 17 home games since he's taken over. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, okay, the, the the away fans must be um, must be there. If you include the two legs against Coventry in the playoffs, though, yeah. it's nine games without a win for Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty poor. Um, is the manager in danger? He, I think so. Even after I, I genuinely manager season last year. I think what's going to happen is they'll go when they come back from the international break and he, they don't start winning. I think he'll be in trouble. I mean, it's nine games without a win. I mean, if that starts getting to 12, 13, 14, 15 games without a win. Yeah, they, they look they look too easy to beat. They're like It's like they're defeated before they even come out to play the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very tough. Like, I like Midsbrand. I like Michael Carrick, obviously, but like I just... I think yeah, it's very difficult. I think they yeah. need that, they need that break. They do, and Carrick is a very positive person. I mean, he's not going to be defeated by this. I mean, he took over last season. They were in a worse spot than they're in now, so he knows they're capable of turning it yeah, around. They, they, yeah, they lost their last six. They lost their first six or something last season. Um, yeah, and I mean, okay, it's yeah. not a win in nine, but like you said, it's it's going to be important that they get that first win as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, it'd be nice if they could do it before the international break, and then, like you said, that bit of confidence going into the international break can be really, yeah. really uh, important for teams. So, speaking of that, we might as well have a look ahead to the fixtures that are coming up. And um, I don't think there's any breaking news in the championship at the moment. I suppose one game we have to talk about still as well was the one that we just finished watching. Yeah, which was Blackburn, I suppose, and Watford. Watford, you're um, out. Yeah. Uh, manager sacked, would you say? Yeah. He's gone. Um, four points from four games. Manager's got to go. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they were all over him, really. I, I kind of... They were. I mean, I'm kind of half-joking the manager's got to go, but it's Watford, so you, you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, to be fair, they had a lot of chances. Uh, Blackburn did score, as you said, they did score. You said them in the group. Yeah. We were talking about it. The goal was very, very good from Hedges. Yeah. Great goal. I, I love seeing that player kind of lift the ball, juggle it a few times and smash it in from a really tight angle. I think the goalkeeper is going to be very disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Because he shouldn't be beaten at the near post no. from that angle. I mean, literally, if he stands at the near post and just stands there, the ball hits him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I know so I think he's not going to be uh, there. Um, it's a point yeah, I think Watford, yeah, like you said, Disappointing result, but a good performance. Yeah, but that's um, not good enough. It was kind of a snatch and grab, I suppose, for Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. 
Was it um, two, two, three times I think Watford hit the bar today, um, or hit the woodwork? They have a chance, yeah. You know, Black Bernard, though. Black Bernard. Uh, Andy Morin. Black Bernard Doggy. No, I said Black Bernard Doggy. They really yeah. fight for the results. Absolutely, absolutely, and they they're a team that didn't get off to the best to start the season, but have started to you, come good you were, again. You were saying Andy Morin. Andy Morin, yeah. Again, we talked about him a little earlier. Great chance when he first came on. He was played through his first touch. Kind of side-footed it when he probably should have put his laces through it or even taken a touch and then tried to curl it. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a great player to watch. Um, Dolan's another player who I know we both like and they were talking about him before the game. He needs to step up this season. I think he had like 10 goal involvements last year. It was like four goals and six assists or something. Mm. He's better than that. Yeah, he really is. Uh, so... Really I, I do think it's going to be a big season for him as and where, well. Where 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 Watford coming in the league? Fifteenth. Um, they're way they're fifteenth. Four points from four games after after winning the opening game, they've had one point from three. Yeah. Now, based on what usually happens to Watford, um, they don't win their next game. The manager is going to be sacked before the <laughs> international break yeah. because that's just the way that Watford seems to work. But if I was a Watford fan, I'd look at that one today and I think, you know, those games just happen. You know, they play that game they the exact same way another five times and Watford win it yeah, every exactly. other time. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. Um, but yeah, it's, I think Blackburn are stubborn and hard to beat. They are. What's worrying for Watford does they're not scoring goals anymore. Yeah. They've scored four goals this season and they all came in the first half against QPR in the opening day of the season. <laughs> they haven't scored since. Yeah, that that is worry, worry. Uh, that's got to change um, immediately. Um, Absolutely, they've got to start scoring goals because if they don't score goals, the next game is the cup game. Actually, I don't know if they're eliminated or not. I can't. I think they don't. Yeah, but they've got to start scoring in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely, they they'll have to. They'll have to. They'll have to start scoring in the league. Um, Yeah, you know, it's 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 just the the long and the short of it. So. Um, we may as well have a look ahead to the fixtures it's a, it's that are EFL, coming up. It's the EFL Cup at this Tuesday night. EFL Cup on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, full round of fixtures next Saturday. No Sunday games before the international break and no Friday night game before the international break. A couple of, well, more than a couple, three lunchtime kickoffs next Saturday. Birmingham City off to a good start against Millwall. Um. Yeah, an interesting game, I suppose. We'll see how good Birmingham are in that one. Yeah. Uh, Sunderland home to Southampton. Southampton flying at Sunderland team that are kind of not living up to potential. But you kind of figured that might happen this season as well. Yeah. Uh, I have a score on Dallow. is a huge loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, home in the lunchtime kickoff. Southampton have a long way to travel. And, you know, you'd advantage Sunderland there in some ways. But Southampton have been good. Swansea yeah. home to Bristol City, flip a coin on that one. To be yeah. honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 match the Watford manager has to win, or else he's going to be sacked, is the way to Coventry City, which is not an easy one. No, not at all. Ipswich yeah. home to Cardiff, which looking to get back on track in that one. Cardiff looking to build on their uh, win at the weekend. Uh, it's going to be another tasty one. Leeds United against Sheffield Wednesday. Um. It doesn't get any easier for Sheffield Wednesday, does it? 
I, I think again, I mean, they could potentially be five games, five defeats going into the international break. Yeah. A uh, big test for Leicester. They're one of the first they've had this season, I suppose, home to Hull City. Um, Hull have been going pretty well, like you said. Not an easy team to beat. Mm. You know, you fancy Leicester at home, but it's not easy to win five out of five to start the season, no matter how good you are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Middlesbrough, Q- Middlesbrough QPR, Middlesbrough have to get a win. They really do. Mm. Yeah, I know I agree. Uh, Limits you really do. Uh, it's going very hard because QPR... What's that? Yeah, they've looked better the last few weeks. What about Clement and Blackburn? Clement's at home. But I think they could beat them. Like they're they're on a run. Um, they're they're hard to beat. It's both. I I reckon it could be a draw. Actually, the more I think about yeah. it. Um, talk about games doesn't get much easier for Rotherham or at huh. home to Norwich. Um, you know, there's going to be a shock. There always is at the weekend. Yeah. I don't see it coming in that one though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stoke City against Preston. Stoke have lost their last game. So normally, I'd say nil all, but yeah, five all. Yeah, five all. <laughs> um, Stoke are due a win because they lost their last one. That seems to be the way they're going. Stoke City are the new Preston, so um, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, big game though for Preston because if they could get a a result there, even you know, have you know, you know, somewhere eight, ten points, whatever it might be, going into the international break, it'd be a good start for them to the season. Um, but likewise, if Stoke win, yeah, you know, three wins out of five isn't bad. West Brom will be looking to beat Huddersfield convincingly enough, I would imagine. Uh, whether it'll happen or not, it's a different story, but you know, it'd be nice. West Brom could find themselves in the playoffs if they win that one, uh, going into the international break. Although, in the playoffs after five games, when they've 41 still to play, is a long, long way to go still, but. That's about it. A uh, quick check of the news, I suppose, before we go. Do you have anything you want to you want to add? I don't see anything. anything you see? I just uh, I'm looking forward to the EFL game because there's some crackers uh, during the week. Um, there is, there is. I suppose one of the things we didn't talk about in the Norwich game um, was Sergeant's injury. Oh yeah, he yeah didn't particularly look good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Adam Maida is a good player. We know Adam Maida, obviously, he's an Irish player. We know him pretty well. But three goals in three games yeah. for Sergeant. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a loss if he's out for long. It seems to be, seems to be a bad ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, Adam Maida, like I said, came on for him, scored one, set one up. Big chance for Ida. He hasn't had too many because... He's had Sergeant ahead of him a little bit, and he obviously had Pookie ahead of him for a while. This is his chance if Sergeant is going to be out for a little bit to yeah. show, look, this is what I can do, and you know, nail his place down. So it's going to be a big one for Adam Ida, I think, over the next few weeks. And um, I every confident he can do pretty well. He's a very, very talented footballer. I suppose the next one we do will be the end of next week I suppose after the games transfer window will obviously be coming to close then as well yeah. when it, does it, the window shut it, it's uh, the first or the second but we, we can do a separate show on just transfers uh, because I know yeah. we might just do yeah. that we might just do that yeah I'm going to have a double check there where the transfer window closes um, just so we'll know when we might be back with a show Um. No, that's that's when it opens. Friday, September the first. 
at 11 p.m. So just before the weekend game. So yeah. we might do a transfer special and have a look ahead then to, you know, any players that are brought into the championship where they'll be playing their first games as the weekend ones come up. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's about it, I think. Unless you have anything else to add, Phil. I think we. I think all the stuff's done now. I think we just again looking forward to the EFL. It's a nice. It's a nice distraction for teams like Middlesbrough. The EFL. It is. It is. It is. And obviously the Premier League clubs jump into it now as well. The ones yeah. that aren't in Europe. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's always a good week, a big week, and uh, lots of penalty shootouts because that's the way it goes now. Yeah. It would seem. Um, it's always a fun two days, isn't it, when you get the, yeah, the goals coming along that way. All right, so will we leave it there? Yeah. All right, and we will be back with people again, probably on a, on, on Friday, um, sometime in on Friday evening, maybe, just after the window shut, yeah. most yeah. likely. All right, so thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.